Even from the outside, something doesn't seem right about the small cemetery in Stull, Kansas. First, there's the chain link fence and the no trespassing sign that warns you if you enter, you'll be arrested and fined up to $1,000. Then, there are the toppled tombstones and the pile of limestone where an old church used to stand. Then, there are the people. Sometimes, they emerge from their homes, not with a friendly wave that characterizes most small Midwest towns. Usually, they wear a scowl. Sometimes, they'll yell at you to go away. On occasion, they might aim a shotgun or rifle in the air and fire off a shot or two. The meaning is clear. Get out. You're not wanted here. If you ask the locals, they'll say it's because they're tired of vandals overturning the gravestones, tromping on the final resting places of their ancestors and littering the ground with empty beer cans. But if you ask others, they'll tell you it's because the townspeople are trying to protect a secret. That Stull Cemetery, that outpost in the middle of nowhere, is much more than a dilapidated, abandoned cemetery. So mix yourself our special Halloween cocktail, The Haunted Graveyard, and hear our tale of Stull Cemetery, The Gateway to Hell. Today's episode is brought to you by Landlocked KC. You guys know how much we love fashion and our hometown of Kansas City here at Cocktails of Crime and Fashion. One of my favorite local clothing companies is Landlocked KC. Not only does Landlocked help all of us Kansas Cityans show off our KC pride with their Comeback City collection, but they also advocate for equality in race, religion, orientation, and gender with their equality collection. If you're all about a good comeback, whether that's about the Royals and Chiefs coming back to win the World Series and Super Bowl, or about our community coming back from the COVID shutdown and current political climate, you'll find some amazing new pieces in Landlock's Comeback City collection. I recently purchased Landlock's Coach's logo jacket, and I'm obsessed. You can see how I styled it on our social media pages. Check out the rest of Landlock's fun pieces at www.landlockedco.com. Show us what you buy in our VIP Facebook group. Oh, and go Chiefs! Now, before we begin, we are not advocating that you get in your car and drive to Stull, Kansas and try to look at the cemetery. You will not be welcome. If you try to climb over, dig under, or go through the fence, you will be arrested. And it is true, some of the neighbors have guns. Our story begins in the 1850s, when a handful of German-speaking settlers from Pennsylvania Dutch country moved to Kansas and began to farm the fertile land. They called their settlement Deer Creek. No one really remembers why. The settlers worshipped in their homes until 1867, 
when they built the Evangelical Emmanuel Church and established a cemetery next to the limestone building. The settlement grew, and by the 1890s, a telephone switchboard was installed in the back room of a person's house, and a post office was established in the front room. A local man, Sylvester Stull, was appointed postmaster. The post office needed a name for the township, and because the postmaster's name was Sylvester Stull, well, there we have Stull, Kansas. In 1912, 31 people called Stull, Kansas home. The old stone church had fallen into disrepair, and members of the church raised $20,000 to build a new building. The old stone structure was abandoned, but left standing, left to decay and erode in the harsh Kansas winds and weather. First, the roof caved in. Then the walls began to sag. Finally, in 2002, a strong wind knocked down the west wall, and the owner of the cemetery hired a demolition crew to bring down the rest of the structure. The people of Stull, throughout the 19th and 20th century, buried their relatives next to the old stone church. People like young Oliver Banmeyer, who wandered into a field that his father was burning in the spring. The flames consumed the young boy, and he was laid to rest in the cemetery. There are several members of the Wittich family buried near the front of the cemetery. The name Wittich is carved into the tombstone and is visible as one enters the graveyard. From the beginning, there were rumors. Some people said that if you stepped on young Oliver's grave or touched his tombstone, the same hellfire that consumed him would one day consume you. The name Wittich was actually a warning that witches and witchcraft permeated the unholy ground. At least, that's what a student at the University of Kansas wrote in the November 4, 1972 edition of the University Daily Kansan, the KU student newspaper. Jane Panair wrote an article entitled, Legend of Devil Haunts Tiny Town. It was close to Halloween, and Penner may have just been trying to come up with a spooky story for the paper, or maybe not. According to the article and the legends that have grown up around it, every Halloween and every spring solstice, a gateway to a stairway to hell opens, and the devil himself ascends from his fiery pit to walk the earth. Why Stull, Kansas? Because one of the Wittich women, whose name is carved into stone, was in truth Satan's wife. On one of his sojourns to the earthly realm, he chose her to be the queen of hell. He impregnated her, and she later gave birth to Lucifer's son. The boy, or so the legends say, was severely deformed, he had the countenance of a wolf, 
a werewolf, if you will. He didn't survive long and was buried in the cemetery not far from his mother. But on nights when the moon is full, he emerges from his grave and wanders the lonely grounds, howling and searching for his mother, the witch, and his hellish father. And it is on Halloween and on the spring solstice when his father ascends the stairwell that they have a brief reunion there on the grounds of the haunted cemetery of Stull. Not only a father and son, but also a mother and child reunion. Apologies to Paul Simon. For on those nights when Satan walks the plains of Kansas, all those who have met untimely, unnatural deaths, like the man who hung himself from a tall tree in the cemetery, like the witches who were executed in the oak trees, like young Oliver Brandmeier, all of them in that haunted community of Stull, emerge from their cold, dark graves and dance with the devil under the pale moonlight of Stull. But where is the portal? Where is the stairway to hell? According to legend, the old church had a basement, and there was a circular stairwell that descended. After the church collapsed, it was buried in the rubble, and today it is still there, but hidden by grass and vegetation. And if one finds that stairwell and descends, one finds that it never ends as it gets closer and closer to hell. After the roof of the old stone church collapsed, people reported that in the midst of driving rainstorms, as the thunder crashed and the lightning painted the sky, the inside of the church and the portal to the underworld remained dry, even though the roof was gone. Some people who have visited Stahl Cemetery have other dubious tales to tell. They report the air being charged with electricity. They report being touched by unseen hands. Seeing macabre visions of the long dead walking among the tombstones, they report standing still. They report memory losses. One moment they are in the cemetery, but the next they are outside, their cars having been moved and facing the opposite direction from where they parked. They hear gruesome screams, diabolical laughter, threatening voices urging them to find and climb down the stairwell, the stairwell from which there may be no return. Is it true? Some people say they heard those stories all their lives, passed down from generation to generation, from grandparent to grandchild. Longtime residents of Stull and the area beg to differ. However, they say they never heard stories of the devil and his minions until that story appeared in the student newspaper 
which they believe was just a figment of someone's imagination. A few years after that story appeared, 150 people gathered at Stull on a Halloween night to wait for the devil. They were chased away by the cemetery owners. A few years later, over 500 people showed up. The police came and ordered them to leave. They vandalized the cemetery, leaving it strewn with beer cans and whiskey bottles. They toppled tombstones and left the quiet burial ground a mess. Shortly thereafter, the fence and no trespassing signs went up. In the 1980s, a local television crew showed up on Halloween to try to get a picture of Satan emerging from hell at midnight. Had he not shown up, that would have put the rumors to rest. But suddenly, at 11.30, one half hour before midnight, the owner appeared and told the television crew and the cameras to leave. Did he know something that the rest of us do not? Stull, Kansas. A quiet, bucolic community on the plains. Or a portal to hell. Happy spooky Halloween! That was good. So I didn't know about Stoll Cemetery till probably the last year or so. And I live really close to it. I heard about it when I was a student at KU Law School. In fact, I got so curious, I drove there one day. I didn't go <laughs> in, but I just wanted to see where it was. It's about 10 miles from Lawrence, where the University of Kansas is located. Um, it was broad daylight when I was there. I remember, I think the fence was up then, but mm-hmm. nothing, nothing out of the ordinary happened that day to me. Mm-hmm. My husband drives by it every single day on his way to work. And he said nothing weird happens, but he does think that the fence is creepy and the tombstones look super old. That's the only story he gave me. Couldn't even embellish anything for this episode. (laughs) But that was good. Um, So obviously we don't have any fashion really because, you know, this is our Halloween episode. So we didn't really do a crime. We did something spooky. Well, we did a crime. There was a crime here. It's not murder. It's not kidnapping. It's trespassing. Trespassing. Right, right. Trespassing on private property. Has a $1,000 fine and six months in jail. True. But perhaps also trespassing the portal from hell to the earthly realm. Dun, dun, dun. That's perhaps the worst crime of all. It is. Well, um, I didn't really know. I don't know how the devil dresses, so I couldn't really do much fashion research. But... I thought because it's almost Halloween by the time we publish this, uh, we could describe our favorite Halloween costumes ever. Okay. All right. Why don't you go first? I'll start. So last year, my husband and I were Moira Rose and Johnny Rose from Schitt's Creek. And if you have not yet watched Schitt's Creek, I'm looking at you, Dad. Um, It's amazing and you need to watch it. So Moira Rose is played by Catherine O'Hara, and Johnny Rose is uh, Eugene Levy, and his son Dan stars in the show as well, and his daughter is in it. 
It's just amazing. And it was hilarious. And everyone loved our costumes. But our 15 minutes of fame came from being, um, oh my God, dad, the tennis player. Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King. And, and who was the guy? Bobby Riggs. Bobby Riggs. So we decided to be them uh, when the movie came out, Battle of the Sexes. And Billie Jean King's publicist herself DM'd me on Instagram and said, Billie Jean is having a costume contest for everyone who dresses as her and Bobby Riggs. And we want you guys to be in the contest. And of course, I said, uh, yes. Now, we didn't win, but if you go to Billie Jean King's Instagram and you scroll down to Halloween 2018, you will see, when you swipe through the carousel, you will see Jacob and me dressed as Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. So those were our best ones. Pretty exciting. Yes. Well, I have two that I can talk about. Um, We used to have the most fantastic neighborhood Halloween parties uh, right across the street. Uh, Denise, if you're listening, yes, I'm talking about you, and we need to um, we need to rejuvenate that party. But uh, every year, Lori, Macy's mother, my wife, uh, and I would go. And and one year we purchased some Beavis and Butthead masks, and we went as Beavis and Butthead. Uh, I was Butthead, shop Beavis, and Lori was Beavis. Um, that was fun. I, I t- uh, it it scared. Uh, it, w- were you alive then, or was that your sister? Oh, I was alive, and I still have nightmares about it. <laughs> it terrified you, and it terrified our dog Brody. He would just go crazy when he saw us in those costumes. The Halloween party in the year two thousand, we were to dress as our favorite characters from that millennium, and this, of course, was uh, oh, right after the um, you know, Bill Clinton. Uh, Monica Lewinsky scandal. And so uh, that year, uh, Lori and I went as Monica Lewinsky and Linda Tripp. Linda Tripp, the uh, woman who kind of outed Monica. So I dressed up in drag like Linda with a blonde wig and big round glasses. And uh, Lori was Monica. She wore the she wore the uh, uh, blue dress <laughs> with some uh, mayonnaise. <laughs> splashed on the front of it you're gonna get in trouble i am but it's been it's it's been done um another costume there that our neighbors across the street had they went as sunny and Cher. she looked just like Cher. she's very slim anyway and had the long wig and the glitzy tight mini and her husband sunny was uh, in a ski outfit with little pine needles sticking out throughout his uh, throughout his his ski outfit so if you wonder why that is, uh, just Google Sonny Bono and you'll you'll get it if you don't already. I just mouthed, shoe dad, is that how he died? <laughs> yes, he hit he was skiing and he hit a tree. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm I'm young. I didn't know, okay. Um, well, do you know who you're being this year? Me? Yeah. We <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nothing. No, we're still we're still two weeks away. I thought about maybe getting a long red tie and kind of wearing it down to my knees, and I could be Donald Trump. But um, I haven't thought about it yet. Mm. Do I, you? So I was going to be Velma from Scooby Doo because of my new haircut, and when my hair is straight, I look just like Linda Cardellini 
in Scooby-Doo, the live action. But it's a pandemic season. So where am I going to go? You know? Mm-hmm. But like I was thinking, I'd be Velma and Jacob could either be Scooby or Fred or Shaggy, whoever. Um, but maybe I'll save that. I could also be Boo from Monsters, Inc. Because I have the short hair and bangs, mm-hmm. too. A lot of mm-hmm. options with my new hair. Yes. Or I could just be Paul Giamatti and stay home and, and drink, drink some wine, wine like uh, from the movie Sideways. I'd just do that. That sounds pretty yeah. good. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's really all we got for fashion this week. Um, if you guys are dressing up for Halloween, please show us your costumes in the Facebook group. And we shall do the same. All right, Dad, tell us about this super fun Halloween cocktail this week. This week, the cocktail is the Haunted Graveyard. That is the actual name of the cocktail. It is a uh, a bourbon-based cocktail with some maple syrup and some oranges and some bitters. And we're going to try a very special garnish that's going to have some smoke coming out of it. So be sure and check our Instagram and we'll see how that goes. Yep. It's going to be exciting. I'm really excited to, to see dad make that one. All right. Now it is time to discuss some other myths and some other stories that I found on the internet about Stoll Cemetery. Okay. First, We have to talk about one of my favorites. I also want to be her for Halloween someday. We need to talk about Ariana Grande's uh, experience at Stoll Cemetery. And if you don't know who Ariana Grande is, get out from under your rock. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. That's her. Okay. So I found an interview. It was on KansasCity.com. Which is the Kansas City Star, right, Dad? It is, and it is. I'm just seeing I can't get to it. Oh well. So you may have to read both parts. All right. I will I will be both the interviewer and the interviewee, Ariana Grande. And this interview, so the article I found is from the Kansas City Star. The interview itself is from complex.com and the article is called Ariana Grande, Shadow of a Doubt. Parentheses. 2013 cover story and parentheses. All right. Here's the interview. I will try and change my voice for both parts. Do you believe in aliens and ghosts? Ariana. Of course. We'd be so stupid to believe we are the only people here. Have you ever seen an alien? Not an alien, but I've had a ghost slash demon experience. We were in Kansas City a few weeks ago and went to this haunted castle and were so excited. The next night, we wanted to go to Stoll Cemetery, which is known as one of the seven gates to hell on Earth. The Pope won't fly over it. I love that you know that. Sorry, go on. I felt this sick, overwhelming feeling of negativity over the whole car, and we smelled sulfur, which is the sign of a demon, and there was a fly in the car randomly, which is another sign of a demon. I was like, this is scary. Let's leave. I rolled down the window before we left and said, we apologize. We didn't mean to disrupt your peace. Then I took a picture, and there are three super distinct faces in the picture. They're faces of textbook demons. Let's see the picture. I deleted it. The next day, I tried to send the picture to my manager, and it said, This file can't be sent. It's 666 666 
megabytes. I'm not kidding. I used to have a folder called Demons that had pictures with all the screen caps in it, but then weird things started happening to me, so I deleted it. What weird things? I was going to sleep about two weeks ago. I had just gotten off the phone, and as soon as I closed my eyes, I heard this really loud rumble right in my head. When I opened my eyes, it stopped immediately, but when I closed my eyes, it started again with whispers. Every time I closed my eyes, I started seeing these really disturbing images with, like, red shapes. Then I opened my eyes and got back on the phone and was like, I'm really scared and I don't want to go to bed tonight. And then I scooched over to the left side of my bed because that's where the best service is in my room and there was this massive black matter. I don't know what it was. What? It was like a cloud of something black right next to me. I started crying. I was on the phone like, what do I do? What do I do? And they said, tell it to F off. I thought, I'm not going to do that. It's going to upset it. So I'm just going to chill and not feed into it because all it wants is fear. It feeds on fear. I watched it move to the front of my bed and then I fell asleep on the phone. I woke up and it was gone. The next night, my friend Tyler was staying with me. She said she was trying to sleep and her body felt paralyzed almost and she described the same exact thing I saw. And I guess that's it. So basically, a demon followed Ariana Grande home from Stoll Cemetery is what she's saying. And my understanding is that demon looked an awful lot like Pete Davidson, her former <laughs> fiance from Saturday Night Live. Oh my gosh. This was before Pete, Dad. But he is a little scary looking. <laughs> he is. He's a sweetie, though. So it's okay. What do you think? Do you think a demon followed her home? I don't think a demon followed her home, no. But know. who knows? I know you and I, we, we kind of diverge on this subject. Uh, you have had some parent, you have some paranormal beliefs mm -hmm. and I'm much more of a skeptic. I've never really had anything weird happen to me. Well, no, I take that back. I had one very, very weird thing happen to me. What? It was on February 21st, oh, 1995 <laughs> when this <laughs> demonic type creature seemed to enter my ha, life. Ha, ha. That's my birthday. Ha, ha, ha. Well, your mom had some weird stuff happen to her. I, I know. I'm just saying I haven't. So I'm more of a skeptic. But who knows? Well. Who knows? I think it's a possibility. I don't know. But we'll see. It's pretty cool that she went to Stoll Cemetery, though. It is. It is. Well, I did find some other stories and myths on the internet. But most of what I did see was people saying, don't waste your time. Nothing happens there. Uh, don't bother the people of Stoll and don't disrespect the cemetery because a lot of the people who live in Stoll do still have ancestors buried at this cemetery. So again, please don't go there and don't trespass and don't be disrespectful. But it's still a fun Halloween story. I agree. I agree. Let's, uh, let's talk for a minute about uh, the story that... Uh, that the first haunting occurred back in the 1850s when the mayor of Stull was, was he stabbed or shot? Well, my understanding is that was, that was one of the first hauntings that the mayor of Stull back in the 1850s oh, yes. was, uh, was stabbed to death out by um, the old stone church. And he has haunted that place since. But there is a, there's a problem. 
with that, isn't there? Yes. What's the problem with that story? What? Oh, oh, they've never had a mayor. Yes, yeah, Stull is not even an official city, right. so it's never had a mayor. And in the 1850s, there was no mayor of Stull to be so stabbed. So that story is wah, wah. Yep. Another story that's wah, wah is uh, some people insist that the original name of the town was Skull, Kansas. But as Dad said in the story, it was called the Deer Creek Community. So I don't know where that came from, but it's wrong. Yes. So, so what I found in the article about that portion was, um, okay, it says, the legends say that the devil has been appearing in Stoll since the 1850s and that the original name of the town was Skull and that the later corruption of that into Stoll was simply to cover the fact that the area was steeped in black magic. Okay, that's stupid. It was said that the witchcraft-practicing early settlers were so repentant about their past deeds that they changed the name of the town. But in truth, the town was called Deer Creek Community until 1899 when Sylvester Stoll provided the name for Stoll. Because he was beloved, right? No. Oh. <laughs> I saw I heard in a YouTube video. No, Sylvester Stoll was just the postmaster. But and they liked him. Well, they may have liked him, but they didn't choose the name. The United States Post Office chose the name. Oh, I see. The, the city really had no name, and we're get, they were getting mail sent that way. And so the United States Post Office just arbitrarily said, well, we're going to call it Stull, Kansas, because the postmaster is Stull. That's funny. So the city really had nothing to do with, with the name. It was just a arbitrary name picked by some bureaucrat in the United States Post Office somewhere, probably Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is some pretty weird stuff that people claim to have witnessed at Stoll. Um, and we heard most of this from a YouTube video called The Mystery of Stoll, Kansas, Candlelight Stroll Season 2 Finale. So back when the church, the church wasn't demolished till 2002, right? Right. It, it went out of use in 1922 uh, when they built a new church. And then it just stood there and, and began to deteriorate. Eventually, the roof caved in. Uh, then the walls started to crack. And finally, the west wall was just blown down. And uh, the owner, well, the, the, the sheriff's department said, you need to do something about that because somebody could be hurt. They're in there, could fall down on him. So uh, he just uh, hired a demolition crew one day in 2002. The church was finally demolished. Right. Yes. Um, well, before the church was demolished, apparently the church had seven windows. But if you went there and counted eight, something tragic was about to happen in the area. Mm. That's the stuff that freaks me out. Because mm -hmm. then if you go there and count eight, it's like, oh, I'm about to die. But I don't recall hearing any examples of anyone who went there and counted eight and then was You're later right. uh, beset by tragedy. But You're right. who knows? You're right. And there's also supposedly a ghost in the cemetery who is buried next to her husband that she hated. And she roams the cemetery because she does not want to be next to him. So she will just float around. Mm -hmm. Isn't there something about a, 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 crucif a decaying crucifix that uh, turns upside down when anyone enters the church after yeah. midnight? 
Yep. It's on the far wall. And if you enter, it'll turn upside down. And also, if you throw a bottle at the wall, a glass bottle, it will not break. And if it does... it, it wouldn't break. But if it does, it means you're going to die. <gasps> I didn't know that yes. part. Yes. <gasps> if you, it normally won't break. But if it ever does break, that means the person who throws it <laughs> will soon die. Ew, I don't like that. Well, the church is gone, so no one can go try that. So don't do it. Oh, my gosh. Now... Dad, you did touch on this, this, the actual stairway to hell. And I I did make a mistake previewing this episode in the last one. I said Stoll contained all the gates to hell. No, it just contains one. So I just wanted to clear that yes. up before someone corrected me. Yes. Um. So anyway, stairway to hell at Stoll, you will never reach the bottom. And if you count coming back up, so if you count going down, like, let's say you count to like 200, and if you turn around and come back up, you might count 10. You're yes. not going to count 200. Because time stops. Right. <laughs> Creepy. Um, and there's also a second cemetery in Stoll. Mm-hmm. Did we fact check this? I didn't. No, but I have seen, <laughs> no, the second cemetery is right on the, right on the highway. So if you drive from Topeka to Lawrence, you'll see a cemetery. Okay. That is not the Skull Gateway to Hell Cemetery. Some people think that this is the actual Gateway to Hell, and and the stories have derived from the other one to throw people off the scent. Because this cemetery, people are even more aggressive if you show up there, supposedly. We don't know. We haven't tried. Um... And there used to be five trees in the shape of a pentagram there. And this is just a spooky thing and sad. Almost half the graves in that cemetery are of unnamed infants. Mm. Which doesn't really have anything to do with it. It's just sad. It is sad. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's the real, the real one. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it is... Uh, Interesting how it it's just there are a lot of coincidences, you have to admit, Dad. Like like when people gathered because they wanted to prove like you would think that the city would let it happen or the town would just let people gather it and be there at midnight on Halloween to know that nothing happened. Well, they told everyone to leave at eleven thirty. Why? I thought that was weird. I, I I did think that was weird. Why move them away a half hour before? Mm-hmm. That is that is strange. Yeah. And I, I don't think Stull is, is, well, I know it's not a very large community. I have no idea how many people live there. But I, I've often wondered that, you know, it seems to me that the town could uh, kind of play off this and maybe make it a tourist attraction or have a ghost walk or something. And you know, make a little money like they do in, in Salem on the witch, witch trials or in Kansas on the Ghost Walk or St. Augustine, Florida. But I, I guess the fact that it's a cemetery and people still have ancestors buried there, I'm not sure I'd want people walking around my grave. But but they let them stay yeah. until 1130. Yeah, it is strange. It is strange. And something we forgot to mention is that that church was destroyed on... The spring solstice mm-hmm. of 2002. Mm-hmm. <gasps> what? 
another that, coincidence, yes. Dad. Another coincidence. What do you have to say about that, skeptic? I guess I could say that uh, perhaps uh, when they when they called to set it up, the owner of the cemetery really wasn't thinking too much about Halloween or summer solstice or anything like that. He just said, when you have a chance, bring a bulldozer. Uh, but a man who a man named Major Vice, who owned the property along with two other people, said that he did not authorize the abandoned church to be destroyed. Um, and those who lived nearby, they were also unaware of the demolition. And, yeah, so someone just, like, did it. The someone who did it <laughs> was one of the other owners of the cemetery. Oh. His name was John Hassey from Lecompton, Kansas. <laughs> Well, wow. and who said that? Who said if it were up to him, he would have he would have tried to restore the church because he thought it was really nice, but it was just too far gone. This is also from the article uh, "Stole Cemetery: The Legendary Gateway to Hell in Kansas" from AmericanHauntingsInc.com. This article says one of the strangest stories about Stole supposedly appeared in Time Magazine. Parentheses: It didn't. It did not. <laughs> In either 1993 or 1995, parentheses, depending on the version you hear, end parentheses. This story claims that Pope John Paul II allegedly ordered his private plane to fly around eastern Kansas while on his way to a public appearance in Colorado. The reason for this, the story claims, was that the Pope did not want to fly over, quote, unholy ground, end quote. Yeah, that that's that's weird and that's that's crazy. Uh-huh. It didn't happen. No. <laughs> yeah. I I have heard that I have heard that before. Uh but the people who said that did not know that it did not go in Time magazine. Yes. So, um I also read in that same article a story from from people who visited um and it said one story told of two young men who were visiting Stoll Cemetery one night and became frightened when a strong wind began blowing out of nowhere. They ran back to their car only to find that the vehicle had been moved to the other side of the highway and was now facing in the opposite direction. Another man claimed to experience the same anomalous wind, but inside of the church rather than in the graveyard. He claimed that the sinister air current knocked him to the floor and would not allow him to move for some time. Incidentally, it is inside of the same church where witnesses say that no rain will fall, even though the crumbling building has no roof. Mm. Uh -huh. I also read a weird story on Reddit where this guy was trying to, he wanted to drive by Stoll, just drive by it. And he felt, he like drove by and felt really lost all of a sudden and like didn't know where he was. They called his sister and they both heard like screaming on the phone. And then like he memory loss all of a sudden was somewhere else and knew where he was. Hmm. Hmm. What do you say to that? I say I'm 64 years old and that's happened to me several times <laughs> and it's had nothing to do with ghosts. But this and was a young man. Oh. He was like 20 something. I see. Yeah. Nothing to say of that, do you? Did he have any paps with him? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, 
Well, these are these are fun things to talk about and consider. Um, maybe some of it is unexplainable and true. And maybe some of it is just some college students who are looking for a thing to do on uh, Friday and Saturday night. And uh, they've got a fake ID and they know where they can get some Coors and Pabst. And uh, unfortunately, they've gone out and trashed that cemetery several times. So again, this is fun to think about, but please don't don't go out there and trespass and get in trouble and mm-hmm. destroy private property. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that, that I wondered about, since this was one of the seven gates of hell, I've wondered about the, the other others. gates of hell. And uh, I've discovered there's actually a lot more than, than seven of them around. <laughs> Isn't one in India? One is, is somewhere in India, on the plains of India. Uh, there is there is one in Turkey um, that was considered sacred to the god of the dead. There is evidently one in China, the 2,000-year-old city of ghosts, which is where the dead stop on their way to the afterlife. Uh, there is a volcano in Nicaragua, the mouth of which is the gateway to the afterlife. And there are seven of them in uh, a little township in Pennsylvania, uh, just off Trout Run Road in Hellam Township in Pennsylvania. Um, that if you step all through seven, all, through all seven gates, which were located near the site of a tragic insane asylum fire, you would land straight in hell. But, of course, no one has ever made it past the fifth gate. So how would anyone really know where you end up? Mm-hmm. Uh, but kind of like Stull, it turns out there never has been an insane asylum there. And uh, there's only one gate, which is there to actually keep people <laughs> off the property. Uh, there is one in ancient Rome. Uh, there's one in Ireland called St. Patrick's Purgatory. Uh, there is one in Iceland, believe it or not, which oh. is kind of odd. Uh-huh. Ice. Ice and hell. <laughs> but, uh, hell but freezes over yes, in Iceland. Evidently, it opened up after an eruption of a volcano in 1104. There is one in Greece, two in Greece, three in Greece, and another, uh, another Mayan one in uh, Central America. Of course, we can't leave Japan out. They have one near a volcano. Seems a lot of these are near volcanoes. Except ours, which means ours might be the real one. That's right. Uh, Let's see. There's also one in the Czech Republic. So evidently, if you want to go to hell, you really don't have to travel very far. You can. (laughs) There's one right on your front front door. You can find one anywhere you are. (laughs) So if anyone else knows of any other gates to hell, please... Uh, message us and let us know. Yes, please let us know. Very interesting. <laughs> I would love to go to hell. Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> um, well, lastly, do you know the show Supernatural, Dad? I was I I was going to ask you if you knew the show Supernatural. I'd never heard of it, but why don't I you have tell us heard about of it. it? It was popular in mid-2000s, like 05 oh, or 10, 2010. That time period. The guy from Smallville is one of the stars. I believe that's the same guy. J- uh, Jared Padale- Padalecki. Padalecki. 
He's also in Gilmore Girls, though. That's, of course, how I know him. Um, And I have seen a few episodes of Supernatural. It used to be on uh, in the mornings during the summer. So when I would be home by myself in the summer, I would watch Supernatural and scare myself. Uh, And the brothers of the show, in the show, they were from Lawrence, Kansas. Mm -hmm. So the season five finale called Swan Song took place, it was not filmed there, but took place at the Stoll Cemetery. And I tried to read the uh, premise, but I got bored because it was like a lot. So it's on Wikipedia if you really, something about the devil possesses Jared. Well, fortunately for you, I did read it. Oh, good. Why don't you explain? <laughs> well, the gist of it is that there is going to be a battle at the end of the world between Lucifer, uh-huh. a.k.a. Satan. Yes, I know that. And the Archangel Michael. Okay. And they are going to fight this battle uh-huh. and decide the fate of eternity Ooh. at Stull Cemetery. Cemetery. Well, this has been a really fun Halloween episode, don't you think, Dad? I do, but it's time to get back to some real-life murder and mayhem. Is, yes. So tell us about next week. Next week, we are going to do the murder. Well, we don't really know if it's a murder, but the probable murder of Kathleen Pearson. Um, and it, her death was featured on Netflix's The Staircase. So we will be covering the infamous Staircase case and the probability that her husband did it but also some of the other crazy theories that have come out about how she may have died Mm -hmm. so yeah that'll be fun and anything to add dad nope i'm just looking i'm looking forward to uh learning all about uh owls next week (laughs) yes there's your there's your uh, little teaser teaser yes all right we'll see you next week bye (laughs) bye This has been Cocktails of Crime and Fashion. Join our VIP Facebook group to discuss cocktails, crime, and fashion, and to watch exclusive videos and content. Follow us on Instagram at Cocktails of Crime and Fashion to keep up with our cocktail recipes and see photos from the crimes. We also have merch. There is a link in the episode notes. Cocktails of Crime and Fashion was written and produced by Mike Norland and Macy Norland Burkett. Our editor is Don Bailey. Thank you to Alex Joachim for composing our theme music and to Kaylee Bitter for designing our cover art. 